Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. All right. <laughs> oh, it's very erotic in my ear hole. <laughs> Wow, that was a that felt like a false start more than anything else. <laughs> it's like you're someone who's never used a microphone before, and you're like fascinated by <laughs> it, it. Picks up what I'm saying. How fun! I'm just sat real awkwardly. Oh no! Oh god! Because we're in here for the long haul. We are. We always are. And why is that? Because this is film franchise Fortnite's on the Cold Popture podcast. Um, This is a podcast where every two weeks, myself, AJ, and my friend Richard, we watch a different film franchise and then get together and discuss it. No, when I said what's that, I meant what's a microphone? Oh, shit. I can't explain a microphone. (laughs) It's, It's magic as far as I know. All right, <laughs> this is this is what people are tuning into here. <laughs> um, how are you, Richard? How's it going? Yeah, I'm good. I saw you the day before yesterday. Mm, that was right. our first time interacting in person since the big move. Mm. It wasn't was though. It? No, no. I've we seen- saw each other forty eight hours. <laughs> So, <laughs> there wasn't that at all, and there was nothing that special about it, other than no. it had been a while. No, it's never um, special to see or talk to you. I don't think I've ever been still so familiar with someone I've moved cities from, though, than oh, with you, wow. because we we just talk every day still and, and do this podcast, so it's yeah. still, like, seeing you in person the other day, it didn't feel like, oh, I've missed you. It was like, hey, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was more like a Hugh again. Ugh, like, cannot I, um, get away from this guy. Like, people ask, like, oh, how's AJ doing, like, since he moved, and you guys still talking? I'm like, yeah, we talk every day, but, like, it sounds so lame, but, like, we just happen to, because there's there's always hot memes and fresh content. Mm, they're all- they're never- if, <laughs> never expect there to not be hot memes and fresh content in yeah. our lives, man. It happens every day. Just right, today, Especially I mean, two what- hot young men who- share their fresh young content yeah i mean like if i go to reddit right now and i go to like i don't know like um our clip clop tel- television and we can read what the head headline is today I yeah mean, and i'll go to our movies and i'll tell you you what the top what piece of it all right thing there is. Uh, amc pulls talking with chris hardwick after chloe D- dixter's troubling allegations oh, oh really that's interesting oh no <laughs> um just say John Burnfall joined uh, Christian Bale and Matt Damon in drama biopic Ford versus Ferrari from director James Mangold. A lot of exciting um, words in that sentence. That's <laughs> that's more up up like up in spirit than than the headline I read. The out. Chris Hardwick, yeah, mm, old, possible rapist. Old never really liked him to begin with, but sh- probably irrelevant to mention that mm. part. Chris Hardwick. Um, all right, well, let's not talk about Chris Do you Hardwick. Like four then. of the top six posts are about um, Chris Hardwick. Yeah, I'm looking at them right now. Yeah. Um, no, so this this episode of Film Franchise Fortnites, Richard and I are talking about the famed yet like simultaneously completely forgotten um, early or oh, late 90s, early no, uh, no late 80s, early 90s mm. trilogy. Uh, the Look Who's Talking trilogy. Now, this is not to be confused with the 2015 comedy about Hitler, Look Who's Back, uh, mm-hmm. nor the 1941 film Look Who's Laughing, nor the 2005 film Look What I Did. <laughs> wow. Th- those films are not related to the Look Who's Talking trilogy. Mm. You're sipping a bit of KFC there. I am. KFC KFC drink, not just... Can you tell, what, what, can you tell, can you tell what drink it is? What is it? Uh, LMP. Just gave you a wee clue. No, it's not LMP. 
What is it? I'm looking at the straw. There's no color in the straw. Uh, Fanta. Yeah, mate. Awesome. I I was going to go get a Coke or something, but then you were like, oh, I can record now. And I was like, oh, sweet. All right. <laughs> um, okay, so, Richard, look yes. who's talking about look who's talking. It's you and me. Um, <laughs> oh, the, that's good. That's good. That's bloody the good. Look who's, the look that's who's talking the trilogy. <laughs> it will, actually. Look who's talking. The look who's talking trilogy began with look who's talking in 1989, directed by Amy Heckerling, who... Um, has actually got quite an interesting filmography. She also directed Fast Times at Ridgemont High, mm. um, which is a very uh, seminal kind of like, what, 80s teen movie. Speaking of seminal, mm. these films all featured All feature sperm. semen, you're yeah. right. Um, well, sperm. Se- yeah. The semen's implied by the sperm. Yeah. Um, uh, and she also directed Clueless, which is another like pretty yeah. good, but in between- those two movies, she directed this shit show. So, what do you th- what do you think? Look who's talking. Nineteen eighty nine, starring John Travolta, Kirstie Alley, and the voice of Bruce Willis as Baby Mikey. Um, what do you think it has on Rotten Tomatoes? Oh, I'd guess like fifty. Fifty nine, a little oh. bit more than than what you were you're hoping. Um, but despite these, uh, despite uh, very middling reviews and critical response, look who's talking was a surprise hit and grossed one hundred forty billion eight hundred eighty eight million. No, one hundred forty thousand. Wait, I don't know. One hundred forty million. One hundred forty yeah. million dollars um, domestically with a worldwide of. Two hundred ninety-six million, um, and it made it Travolta's that's of, that's most. A, that's a lot of simoleons. Yeah, it made it Travolta's most successful film in eleven years since Greece, and the fourth highest-grossing movie of nineteen eighty-nine. And although Pulp Fiction is widely considered to be John Travolta's mainstream comeback, this was the first commercially successful film since Staying Alive in nineteen eighty-three, in which he appeared. Wow! Now, for those who have never heard of Look Who's Talking, what is Look Who's Talking about? Um, so Kirsty Alley plays um, a character Molly. who what Jess is laughing at me and I don't know why who's Jess oh she just didn't know that Kirsty Alley was in Look Who's Talking and she's a big fan apparently <laughs> we should we should interview Jess on the podcast one day as being Kirsty Alley's Kirstie only Alley's. fan yeah yeah um, alright Kirsty Alley plays Molly yeah, so she uh, gets all knocked up by her, um, you know, someone who she's not involved with in a relationship, um, and then she has a baby. But this baby, for some reason, has the voice of Bruce Willis, but like it, it is in a monologue, um, which is kind of like a lazy narrative device. But um, he, yeah, they grow up, and then um, John Travolta comes into the picture and he's like no i'll help you raise the kid and you know hilarity ensues Hmm. it does ensue um sweet so uh apparently despite it being (laughs) a pretty average movie um it did it was successful enough to spawn a sequel the very next year with look who's talking too as in t-o-o not yeah. T-W-O. Uh, and that, so that was 1990, also directed by Amy Heckerling. And what does that have on Rotten Tomatoes, do you think? Oh, I'd guess like 30. Uh, 14% oh, wow. on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, and my least favourite but only piece of trivia I could really find about it here is um, it was also nominated for two Razzie Awards, including Best Supporting Actor for Gilbert Gottfried and Worst Supporting Actress for Roseanne Barr. Great. The Razzies are a thing to bring up because they're funny. Yeah, the Razzies are stupid, man. The Razzies are stupid. So what is Look Who's Talking To about? Uh, Basically, John Travolta and Kirstie Alley are now together. Uh, Mm -hmm. They've got uh, Mikey is a little bit grown up, but they uh, they have another child. Actually, they have the child at the end of um, the first film, and it's voiced by Joan Rivers. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it's grown up a, a, a little bit by the time we get to the second film, uh, it. where it's played <laughs> <She>. by, uh, <laughs> you're like, it's grown up. This yeah. Baby. Well, I say that because this child is like spawn of Satan horror <laughs> movie looking like this girl, if she was never cast as like the creepy kid in a horror movie, it's like one of the biggest wastes of a career ever because what, the, like she's the- terrifying in this movie. 
And look who's talking too. No. Maybe in the third one. Anyway, I'll get to that <laughs> later on. Um, but anyway, in this film, she's voiced by Roseanne Byer. That's fun. She's, yeah. she's relevant at the moment. Yeah, yeah, she is relevant because she's a huge racist. She's relevant because she's quickly becoming irrelevant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, she's, um, like, they made a show about Trump supporters to show that they're not huge racists, and then it got cancelled because the creator was a huge racist. Um, so, Look Who's Talking To is more or less the same as Look Who's Talking, except now there's another baby. Yeah. And she speaks. Um, and so they, they sort of they, they babies can communicate to each other with their A-list celebrity voices, but not not other humans, and that's I guess important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The babies can understand each other, eh? Yeah, yeah, they can. Um, so apparently, both "Look Who's Talking" and "Look Who's Talking To" are considered to be the end of a weird um, baby movie boom from the, the late eighties and, <laughs> and, and early nineties, which include other things like. Um, Baby like geniuses. three men and a baby and, and stuff like that. And so, what do you say? Baby geniuses. All oh, right, I think you said Terminator Genesis. And I was like, well, <laughs> maybe, I guess so. Um, what a uh, random one. That would be great. <laughs> uh, so, the third film in the series was called Look Who's Talking Now. And that came out three years after the second one. Just enough time for everyone to forget that this series of films even existed. Um, and that was directed <laughs> and by just Tom- long enough for... Uh, me to be born yeah yeah exactly me too um and that was directed by tom rope lewski rope lewski uh and what do you think that has on ron tomatoes uh about five it has zero percent on ron tomatoes wow. it has joined our zero percent club um along with what else uh i can't remember <laughs> no there was a couple like critters three has zero percent oh, yeah, i yeah. think um and the film was also a box office bomb, partly due to the fact that it came out the same opening week as The Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, okay. So, is- which of those movies has has stood the test of time? That's yeah. what I ask you. What is Look Who's Talking Now about, Richard? Well, so now they they want to get a dog, but here's the thing: the girl from the second one has now grown up into a, the spawn of Satan, mm. and I don't mean this in any kind of like actual plot way just the girl the actress is horrifying to look at there's actually a pretty famous gif from this movie of that girl like shaking a toy um and that um that gif has probably outlasted the movie in terms like it's 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 its standing legacy really look who's oh i can tell you her name talking now well i could actually i clicked out of it Gif. She's girl gif. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, if look you up, search "look who's talking now" space, it the it fills it in with a gif. Yeah, there you go. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so they get you. You were saying they get dogs. Oh my god, she's terrifying to look at. Like, <laughs> like it's like think like the the twins in The Shining kind of thing. Well, she it's kind of the same like casting. Well, this was less intentional, but like for those who've seen Hereditary, the new horror movie out, the main girl on that is is quite a peculiar looking um, little girl, and she, she's this is sort of like a, pr- a proto Hereditary. So, except she's not supposed to be scary; she's supposed to be like this cute little girl. Because, oh, fun fact as well is that while John Travolta and Kirstie Alley return for Look Who's Talking Now, uh, Bruce Willis and Roseanne Bard don't because the children are now old enough to not need internal monologues. Yeah. That was, it's interesting that um, Kirsty and John are in, are in all three. Yeah. It feels like a very not get everyone back kind of series. Yeah. yeah. But there is an important element you you haven't told us yet from the plots, Richard, of Look Who's Talking is Now. That is, the dog speaks now. The dog, Look Who's voiced, Talking Now. And it's voiced by Daniel DeVito. Danny DeVito. And there's another dog that's voiced by Diane Keating. That's right, yeah. Um, and so they. Oh, and John they, Travolta's um, gets a new job, and his boss wants to fuck him, like we yeah. all have at some point. Yeah, exactly. Um, so now that we've Wanted said what John these films Travolta, are about, Richard, uh, what's your favourite one? <laughs> Isn't that a, doesn't that feel like it? Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think the quality wasn't like honestly. I think the quality didn't, didn't diminish as much as I thought it would, or as much as the Ron Tomato 
scores would indicate. Like, I don't mm. think the third one is horribly worse than the first one because it's not that great to begin with. I mean, yeah. it does have that terrifying child in it, so that is some, main, serial, some serious points against it. Yeah, the main problem is more that um, look who's talking is probably worth less than 59% in the first place. Yeah. And so you go, you go from like, boy, this is an average movie to, boy, this one's not as good. And then, I don't know, I feel like Look Who's Talking Now might be the most unfocused <laughs> movie yeah, I've I mean, ever it does seen. Have, I don't know. Like, it's interesting because... <clears throat> you know? Yeah. Um, it's interesting because, like, We've we've been accused of and admitted to not paying the most attention to these to the films for this podcast, but I actually really paid attention to these films. But mm-hmm. like, I didn't really have my phone on me, but I um don't have a great memory of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And maybe that's because I watched the first two at the start of the fortnight and then waited till last night to watch the the third one. Um, however, um. We do. I, I would. Yeah, I'd probably rank them in in, in order of when they came out. But yeah. yeah. Um. Before we continue on to all this other stuff, I've got run down. I have some up top useless statistics. Yay. Um. I've only got two though. Uh-oh. Um. This is our second franchise. The second franchise that we've covered on this podcast that is either titled or was going to be titled Daddy's Home. So one of the original <laughs> titles for Look Who's Talking was Daddy's Home. Wow. Um, so I That's thought that awesome. was interesting. Uh, and this is also our fourth franchise, which we've covered on this podcast, which features at least one movie with a talking dog after Beethoven, Lady and the Tramp and 101 Dalmatians, and our third wow. talking dog franchise where the dogs don't talk in every film. The only franchise I just mentioned in which the dogs do talk in every film is Lady and the Tramp. So Beethoven, 101 Dalmatians have at least one film one to two films where the dogs don't talk at all wow um although all of this being said look who's talking now is hardly a movie about talking dogs <laughs> look who's talking is hardly a movie <laughs> but like the 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 for, for for the reason your movies are famous is because you see babies talking and then for the third one to be like now the dogs are talking that is like there are long stretches of plot which involve no dogs talking and no babies talking either. Yeah, and just John Travolta's hot boss wanting to have yeah. sex with them. Yeah. Um, and Christy Alley being crazy about it. Because Look Who's Talking Now is actually like the G-rated, I don't know if it's G-rated, but PG-rated entry yeah. in the trilogy. Yeah, you, talked, um, you mentioned that when we got this, that like mm. you said, oh, it's a franchise where I think the first two are a bit more adult-orientated and then the last one is like you know not mm. but they're, they're pretty like i notice a like a way more of like a g rating on the third one but it is like um it's one of those like who are these movies for kind of things because yes exactly. especially the first one's quite dirty but like who above the age of like 10 would enjoy the plot or the, or the the novelty of of bruce willis voicing a baby yeah Mm, yeah it's a very strange and the the, yeah it is it is a who are these four movie kind of thing and for the third one being g-rated or pg-rated or whatever um it's also the only one that has like a a working plot about like someone being seduced i guess well i guess the the first one has elements of that but one thing i think that these movies are probably most famous for beyond their initial concept is that all three begin more or less with um a scene depicting sperm voiced by celebrities racing to the eggs Mm. um during during coitus and the (laughs) the um the i don't know how to describe this the look of the environment in which the sperms are racing in is one of the most like weirdly visceral <laughs> like portrayals of what i guess the inside of a penis would look like <laughs> you know what I mean? vagina. well i guess they go from one to the other don't they well we don't um, see them like it's 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 the fallopian tubes isn't it is it okay yeah well, because we don't see I don't them know how sex works. leave the penis Okay, so basically, yeah, the, the sperm race to the egg in each movie, and they're in like these very g- g- f- like glowing fluorescent um, uh, white tubes. 
fallopian yeah for tubes and like it looks very i don't know it, uh, i want to say it looks real <laughs> but like alarmingly so like at least in son of the mask it was just like kind of vague with our yeah, with our for, floating like, the 80s, it's real like how did you do this yeah yeah it's yeah it looks really really good despite it being kind of uncomfortable to watch yeah dude fuck that's the word eh? these movies just made me uncomfortable because <laughs> it's combining like sex jokes with children and you're just like oh yeah do the children know and like i'd been watching um the the people versus oj simpson while i was watching these movies mm-hmm. and so to see like john travolta drastically change <laughs> it was quite interesting true true because he's actually um, pretty decent in both of them like i actually reckon he's not too bad and look who's talking like yeah he's pretty likable and he it's kind likeable. of like peak john travolta he he has since said that he feels that his character james from um from look who's talking is his who he's most like in real life oh well of course you'd say that yeah <laughs> because it's like um, he's just a real nice guy hmm so, I think what, if we're going to be talking about probably the most iconic thing from this movie, it would probably be the talking baby. That's the, you know that's the namesake of the movie. That's why it spawned. That's why it's called um, Talking Baby. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Bruce Willis was not the only voice actor in the running to play Baby Mikey. Ooh. Um, approached. Ooh. Also approached were Chevy Chase, Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Steve Martin, and John Candy. Um, but they were all busy on other projects. And Robin Williams was also approached but wanted too much money. Um, I could see Asshole. Bill Murray and John Candy and Robin Williams. I feel like Chevy Chase and Dan Aykroyd and Steve Martin probably aren't as well known for their voice acting abilities. No, I can definitely see them. I reckon they're yeah. like um, Chevy, Chevy Chase plays Karate Dog. All right. And what? Karate Dog. I've never heard of Karate Dog. Oh. Is that another dog franchise we need to add to the- uh, I actually the, don't know if it's a franchise, but I know, like, Joel McHale uh, was trying to buy, like, every copy of Karate Dog and then just, like, <laughs> leaving them um, on Chevy's desk and stuff at Community. Um, it is interesting, though, that all of those guys are more or less comedy actors and then they went with Bruce Willis. Um, although, I guess, yeah. before Die Hard, he was, he was in Moonlight and stuff. So, Moonlight. Yeah. Not Moonlight. Moonlight. <laughs> he wasn't in Moonlight. Um <laughs> But and yeah, and, and it's, no, it's, he was in La La Land. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, d- would you have preferred any of those actors over Bruce Willis? Um, no, nah, I mean, I don't know. I think they all probably would have done a pretty decent job. Job, but yeah, yeah, it's not. Maybe, a hard- I don't think it's the right tone for Robin Williams. No, I feel like Robin Williams was. Um, I can imagine his shtick as Baby Mikey, and it's like, eh. like Bruce Willis is kind of like this you know new york everyman character so yeah. it'd be like hey ma what's going on come on hey i'm bruce willis yeah whereas rob always be like oh hey ma oh, oh, oh yeah, you gonna, yeah exactly yeah gonna gonna and, me, and, uh, and bill murray would be like oh i guess i'm i'm a baby <laughs> Who, who's that bill murray <laughs> <laughs> and then who would dan Aykroyd be He'd be like oh ghosts are real i ruined christmas with the cranks <laughs> what a callback um <laughs> John Stamos was also the first choice to play James, but the producers of Full House wouldn't let him out of his contract to take the role. What a shame. Oh. Um, Michael Keaton, Mel Gibson, Jeff Goldblum, and whoever Griffin Dunn is, I've never heard of him before, were also considered for the role of James before it went to John Travolta. Oh, yeah. There was no um, trivia about who would have maybe played Kirstie Alley's character, but I did find a piece of trivia that said Kirstie Alley... Um, in her memoir, she said that she fell in love with John Travolta during filming, but decided to stay faithful to her husband. What okay, a- <laughs> that's a weird thing to reveal. <laughs> what a weird thing to say. Maybe that's why. Maybe she. That's why she joins um, Scientology. Because mm, she was trying to impress John Travolta. Yeah, we've all joined a religion to try and impress a girl or a guy. Yeah, come on. <laughs> um, if you also- say you don't, you're lying. I've also included a section here that I know you love, Richard, called Dumb IMDb Trivia. Oh, yes. I love Dumb IMDb Trivia. This is trivia that was clearly like put in there by um, someone who just 
just wanted to say something and it's not really <laughs> trivia. So in the trivia section on IMDb for Look Who's Talking 2, um, this is one of the um, entries. This is under the warning spoilers. Um, oh, okay. Section. So there will be spoilers for Look Who's Talking from this point out, okay? Yeah, yeah. Um, Mikey saving Julie by getting her out of the burning apartment is Mikey's redemption for being mean to her for the way he treated her. I didn't know that just basic plot structure was (laughs) (laughs) trivia. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so Julie is, of course, his younger sister, and at the end of the film, the house catches on fire, and so he gets her out. Um, Just so you know, I did find that really funny, but I just did, I waited to respond because a phone started ringing so i was like i won't respond so you can just cut that part out and then but now you've said this yeah so <laughs> uh for look who's talking now um by the way did you know that the last name of the main characters is abriaco what the fuck <laughs> which means is like italian for drunk which I'm just like, why? What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> um, so we never see the Ubriacos. Um, all right, so th- sorry, this is for Luke who's talking now. This is a piece of trivia. We never see the Ubriacos, um, Rox and Daphne again. The Rox and Daphne are the dogs. Um, and we never find out what happens to them after the movie ended. <laughs> <laughs> so not having another sequel is now trivia. Hey everyone, I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. According to this IMDb user. Mm. Um, so that that's the dumbest IMDb trivia I could find. Um, that was suitably dumb. I loved it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I don't know. Do we want to talk about any more to do with the plots of these of these movies? Like, not that, not that we're nearly finishing up or anything, but, like, is there... Is there, like, something you... Like, like, I noted how in the second one, a big plot of it is basically, like... Um, James and Molly are still fighting because Molly's brother moves in and it just like serves nothing to the plot and, That's right, <laughs> like, yeah. and, th- and things like that like if we really want to dissect how stupid these movies are it's because beyond like, certainly the last two really don't have much in the way of structure going on um, yeah and that man, that third movie is like, is it a movie about a talking dog or is it a movie about a, a husband being seduced by his boss? <laughs> like, and they, these things are not like, they don't flow into each other. They no, the dog <laughs> saves him at the end. That's true. They do, they the, do tie it all from together. From the seductress. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then he loses his job and then you don't see them get a new job, I think. Which yeah, is which kind is- Kind of disheartening because uh, they just got two dogs to took care of. You should put that on um, IMDb. Yeah, yeah. We never find out what... Well, that is kind of. We never find out what happens to the Abrachios, Rox and Daphne again, and we never find out what happens after the movie ended. Unless we somehow manage to continue the franchise. Exactly. But before that, um, one of the things I do want to talk about is the titles, um, because we talk about titles a lot on this podcast, and I think the titles for this trilogy are my favourite thing about the movies. (laughs) (laughs) I love the titles here. I love when a title, when sequel titles are um, non-numerical. I love it when it it takes the first title and, like, changes something or adds something onto it, like like Shanghai Noon and Shanghai Nights. So look who's talking, look who's talking to, and look who's talking now. They're nice, they're consistent, and they kind of read like a suburban mum explaining the core concept to one of her kids. Like she'd be like, look, look who's talking. Look who's talking too. Look who's talking now. It's the dogs. <laughs> Have fun. Um, so, yeah, I don't, do you have any thoughts on the titles? I love them. I think they're great. No, yeah, I think they're the best. They, they might be the best titles of, of, of movies in a franchise that we've covered on this podcast. But, yeah, and if they made another one, they'd just call it Look Who's Talking For. Yeah. Um, so now we're going to move on 
um, once more to continue the franchise. And this is a segment where Richard and I each come up with a sequel or a continuation of the franchise um, to kind of squeeze more money out of it or just play the game of the podcast. However, uh, the Look Who's Talking trilogy has been continued on already in some <gasps> capacity, uh, most notably between the second and third film, Amy Heckling adapted Look Who's Talking for TV. Uh, the show was called Baby Talk, and it was basically just the concept of the first First film with different actors and character names. Uh, it starred a few famous faces like George Clooney, Scott Bayo, and Tony Danza, who provided the voice for Baby Mickey. Mm. Um, Baby Talk ran on ABC's TGIF lineup for two seasons and a total of 35 24 minute episodes. And over the past two weeks, I watched <laughs> all of them. <laughs> 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 um, I should I should amend that actually. Uh, I couldn't find the first two episodes, so I watched uh. thirty three of the thirty five <laughs> episodes over the last two weeks, um, which means I watched an extra seven hundred and ninety two minutes of this franchise. <laughs> which adding the three films meant I spent one thousand and sixty five minutes watching the Look Who's Talking series, making it my second longest franchise after Freddy vs Jason. I think. <laughs> it gets so much funnier dude <laughs> you just wait i have been holding this the last time i kept a secret about the podcast from richard the the result was the exact opposite from what it is now so i've been nervously being like oh i i, I haven't watched look who's talking now yet you know why because i was watching 33 episodes of abc's baby talk um <laughs> So, before I get into what the show's about and what it offers to the Look Who's Talking um, uh, <laughs> canon, um, the, well, the best thing about this, this is, this is the funniest part, man. Um, I couldn't find it. I couldn't find it anywhere. And so, you type in baby talk and no one knows what you're talking about because it's such an obscure thing. It ran from 1991 to 1992. Yeah. Um, and I was just about to give up looking for it um, when I found a website called truetvmovies.net, which spe- specializes in finding rare movies and TV shows. And I emailed a very nice woman named Dawn who uh, <laughs> sold me the first two seasons, well, the only two seasons of Baby Talk for 55 New Zealand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I then downloaded them and watched them between Look Who's Talking To and Look Who's Talking Now. And the best part is they were taped off the TV, so I saw some like hilarious American nineties commercials. Uh, oh my was god, really that's awesome! Um, I, I might use some in some later in some videos for Cole Popshire. Um, so yeah, I watched thirty three out of thirty five episodes of of Baby Talk starring Tony Danza as the baby, uh, baby uh, Mickey. It's Mickey instead of Mikey, which is a nice little reference to the movies um, <laughs> because they there's a scene where um, Mikey's dad and look who's talking thinks he's called Mickey and there's a scene in uh, Baby Talk where uh, Mickey's dad thinks he's called Mikey and Mickey's dad is played by Tony Danza. So isn't that like a cool little, like he's in <laughs> one episode. Um yeah. Uh, so anyway, the the show was critically panned. Um, <laughs> from the get-go, uh, critics criticised the simple writing, overplayed character traits, and the fact that the show centred on a talking baby who happened to have a single mother instead of Look Who's Talking, which was a success due to it centering on a single mother who happened to have a talking baby. Uh, the 1991 mm. electronic media critics poll voted Baby Talk the worst series on television. And I watched it all. Well, nearly all of it. And was um, it worth it? Uh, no. What did uh, it cost? <laughs> 55 New Zealand dollars. Um, after the first season, in an effort to retool the entire thing, this is so interesting, dude. It's basically an anthology series <laughs> because after the first season, the entire show's, like, setting was relocated uh the main character maggie campbell was recast after the original actress left because she couldn't cope with the negative criticism and the new actress was joined by 100 percent new characters except for the pair of twins who played mickey and tony danza as his internal monologue <laughs> so this is nuts dude um the first season is about uh, this woman and her talking baby and she's living their life they're living their lives in an under construction apartment um and two to three contractors one of whom is george clooney uh, you know other characters and there's also her pediatrician who has a crush on her so those are the characters and it's basically like oh, it's a ba- talking baby and he just he just quips about he'd be like whoa that's not what i that's what i call da 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 and things like that and it's tony danza's voice <laughs> doing it um 
uh, one of the characters I do want to give a shout out in the first season was called Mr. Fogarty. And he talks like this, and he's like this old man. And, like, there'll be, like, a, a George Clooney has a crush on a girl, and he's like, oh, do I sense some love in the air? <laughs> and it, it was just a really funny performance um, from Mr. Fogarty. Uh, but the, se- the second season, which is doubly as long as the first season um so i feel way more connected to the second season uh is about maggie again and her talking baby and now they live in a new york apartment and she slowly falls in love with and eventually marries scott bayo's character james who is like the the super for the building yeah um uh and yeah so it, it has a really cool theme song as well I'm, i've just listed things i wanted to talk about the theme song goes he likes bread and butter he likes toast and jam, and that's what mommy feeds him, because he's her little man. <laughs> I've heard that before. Yeah, it's an actual song that's like been adapted for the show, and my sister was getting furious at me, because whenever I'd sit down to watch this, I'd be like, hey, Maddie, and she'd be like, what? I was like, what would you prefer, bread and butter <laughs> or toast and jam? And she's like, I would keep disguising questions that would end up being bread and butter. I'd be like, when you have a kid in like 10 to 15 years, Maddie, and she's like, what? And I'm like... Will you feed it A, bread and butter, or B, toast and jam? <laughs> and she's like, I won't feed it either. I'll be like, but he's your little man. <laughs> um, so the critics were right in that the talking baby aspect is kind of like underplayed. Um, the second season, especially mostly, is just a bunch of classic 90s sitcom tropes like unresolved sexual tension and will they, won't they relationships. And most of the baby centric storylines are pretty uninspired. There's an episode called The Prince and the Pooper where um, Mickey switches places with like a fancy baby. So oh, that's forth. such a classic trope. Yeah. Um, However, there was a great B story in one episode um, where Mickey is try- baby Mickey is trying to get rid of his teddy bear that he hates called B- Bobo, um, but all the adults keep finding it and giving it back to him. So, so like, Scott Bayo finds it under the couch. He's like, oh, hey, Mickey, has Bobo. And, and just the camera, like, like zooms in and out of, of Mickey, and he's like, no! <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Um, and there's also a great joke in another episode where uh, Mickey learns to speak in real life, and he's, you know, obviously he speaks like the, how the kid actually speaks yeah. and his internal monologue laments over the fact that quote he sounds like a baby or a pimp squeak when he speaks but sounds like don't uh, tony danza when he talks to other babies <laughs> so, <laughs> so like they acknowledge tony danza in the show um there is a scene though in season two episode 12 the man who would be grandpa which i think is probably better than any scene in any of the movies um this takes place after half a season of flirting scott bayo's james confesses to maggie his feelings and tries to appeal to her after she kicks him out of her apartment because she's too afraid to get hurt again and i'm gonna send you this clip that i uploaded from it richard Uh and you're gonna watch it and i'll play the audio on the podcast so watch (laughs) that and tell me what you think Maggie, open up. Maggie! Okay. James, I already told you I don't want to do this. You don't want to do this so much you had to take a cold shower. It wasn't cold. It, liar. James. You're a teeth chattering, goose pimply, blue lip liar. And you are a bully. What? Well, isn't that why you came back up here to try to bully your way into my bed? Well, why don't you drop it, Maggie? You're not afraid that I'll get under your sheets. You're afraid I'll get under your skin. You're so afraid to let me get close to you because that means that you'd have to feel something for somebody again. Let me tell you something. People who are afraid to take risks, they they spend the rest of their lives taking showers and end up lonely old ladies with big water bills. Jesus, I'm just afraid of getting hurt again. Of course you're going to get hurt again. Even when love goes right, it hurts. It's the great cosmic joke. I mean, it, it's a miserable, torturous path to sheer agony, but it's the only thing worth living for. So you, you can spend the rest of your life playing it safe, or you can take a shot on the guy downstairs who, who thinks that you're worth all the pain. Are you through? Yeah. Uh, will you at least think it over? No. No, you won't even think it over? I think... I've done enough thinking for one night. Yes! 
so so that um for those listening who can't actually see the footage it ends it pans across the hall of the apartment to the to maggie's neighbor who's watching and she goes yes um i don't know now i like worth noting that she's african-american yeah, uh, racially diverse cast. Um, that I feel like the, that Scott Bayo's monologue and that is like you know it's reminiscent of like something like Scrubs doing its old like emotional wrap up and and that kind of thing. What do you think of it? Did, uh, yeah, did no, it hook I thought you it was in? pretty bad, and I like I think <laughs> I, you you definitely sh- drew the short end of the straw in terms of TV watching. <laughs> so even just from that clip, you were like, "This is bad show." Yeah, well, ju- even just like the quality you had to watch it in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this is that's it's not the same as you watching all of Scream, but as soon as I found out that the franchise after Scream had a TV show based on it, I was like, we have to, I have to find this. I have, and I like, oh, I'm so it's it was worth the joke because I can see the smile on your face, <laughs> and I know that I've I've achieved something here. Yeah, um, well, but now we just have to do this every time. Yeah, I know. Next time there's a TV show based on a, on a or like thing. a comic like, book or a Broadway yeah, yeah. musical, <laughs> it's, we have to it, fly film, to America and yeah, f- go to the musical without telling film, you. Film franchise Fortnite is expanding to being everything involved in the film franchise. Well, but now we have to, and also like there has to be very strict not looking up the other franchise <laughs> when it's not your week. Um, I won't expect you to watch. Another TV show again, don't worry. And I, right. I hope you don't expect that of me. Oh, and maybe I our, our bloody do, do, mate. Um, so the weirdest part about all of this for me uh, is that, is that between... Yeah, is that I did it. But between when I watched the second to last episode and the last episode of Baby Talk, um, someone edited the, in a synopsis for the final episode on Wikipedia, meaning that by pure coincidence, <laughs> someone else in the world was at least thinking about Baby Talk enough to edit the Wikipedia page for that specific episode. Wow. <laughs> And that synopsis for the final reads, they get married and they go on a honeymoon and the baby lets the new daddy go with them. No capitals, no no grammar. Oh, my um, God. <laughs> and that's a joke from within the episode, which right. means that the whoever edited it maybe watched it as well. Maybe it was Dawn from True TV Movies. Yeah. Here. I don't know. But it's, it was real weird because I was like, was that always here? And I looked at like the, edip- the Wikipedia edit logs and it was like updated the day before. And I was like, what the hell? <laughs> who like who else is thinking about the series right now? Like, like it's so hard to believe that anyone else in the world would be thinking about it other than me right now. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. Is that the most you've ever spent on a franchise as well? Probably, yeah. Try to think what other costs we've endured for a I franchise. I bought the Jurassic World DVD. Oh, yeah. Um, I bought Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2. Yeah, um, you bought Land Before Time. Yeah. I bought you Scary n- Movie 5. None of those, like, add up to the, like, they're all in, in separate franchises. So, so, I think $55 might be the most I've spent on one episode. Yeah. Um. Anyway, moving on. It's <laughs> unreal. <laughs> Beyond- although, although, like something like Ghostbusters, like that cost like fuck it, or like Transformers, that cost like thirty bucks just to go see yeah. the most yeah, exactly. Um, so beyond uh, baby talk, uh, the only other baby talk of making more oh look who's talking dude. movies um, has been from Fast and Furious producer Neil H. Moritz, who inexplicably said in 2010 that he wanted to reboot reboot the series. Um, and there's also the occasional rumor article about another sequel on various tabloid sites. And one of the IMDb dumb trivia sections suggests that maybe the next film could follow Mikey's children. However... This is not my idea for Continue the Franchise. My idea for Continue the Franchise is called Look Who's Talking Still. And it stars Bruce Willis as a grown-up Mikey and um, either James or Molly, um, so either uh, John Travolta or Kirstie Alley's character, one of them dies um, or they both die. And so Mikey and Julie, who maybe shouldn't be played by Roseanne Barr, um, (laughs) They have, they've been estranged for years, right? They never talk to each other anymore, but they reunite to deliver the, their father, mother or father's body from one side of the country to the other for the funeral. But here's the twist, Richard. Mm-hmm. John Travolta returns as the internal monologue for the dead body. Nice. So it's look who's talking still. Because he's still. Yeah. Like stationary. And he's, and he's still talking. It works on multiple levels. Yeah. Um, well. I think that's one of my best... CTFs ever. Yeah. And you know what? 
What? In a film franchise Fortnite's first. Yeah. That was my idea as well. No way! Bruce Willis returning in Look Who's Talking Still as an adult Mikey. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. Like right down to the, the title? Yeah. And did you have the dead body idea? No. That's pretty weird. That, I, I did have like, like a, a dead parent. That was the first thing I thought of was yeah. the dead body talking. <laughs> Funny. Yeah, I was no, like, what's I, the opposite I, I, of babies? Look who's talking still. Or look, I, I kind of like look, to, look who's still talking just to interrupt the flow. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, no, what, that's... Yeah, a, a Bruce Willis playing an adult Mikey and look who's talking still was my idea. Wow. Well, I also have... If, if, so people get their value for continue the franchise, <laughs> I do have one more idea. Oh, yeah. Um, called Look Who's Singing, and it's a Broadway musical of the first film. Nice. Or continuing from your um, scream idea for Continue the Franchise, I would like to get that those first two episodes of Baby Talk somehow. So if anyone <laughs> has them <laughs> like taped, um, please send them over to me because I feel incomplete having not seen the first two episodes. Yeah. Um, did you get a discount for that? Or like, was it supposed to be more than that? No, it like, was, oh. it was this is how much 33 episodes costs. Right. But um, go check out TrueTV.net. They're, they're very, you know, it's good. I can vouch for them. So, like, because I had to email them and be like, is this a legit thing? Because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to, like, send them money. And, and they, they do DVDs, but I was just like, just send me the digital. Right, um, right. So go check them out if you're looking for something obscure and can't find it anywhere. Um, um, the Oh, yeah. So I was trying to think of, like, because um, look who's still talking or look who's talking still is kind of like the obvious did you think of any other like possible like titles that still make a sentence look who's talking forever oh yeah because it's so four he's st- as well because he, he's dead as well look so who's always talking. look who's always talking yeah <laughs> if, if look, the next one's just called look who won't shut up <laughs> <laughs> the world is overrun with talking celebrity voiced babies <laughs> Look who won't yeah. shut up. Yeah, I it's like, like a, it's an epidemic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's my it's like that joke now. from Shrek where Fiona's like, when she meets Donkey, she's like, he talks and Shrek's like, yeah, it's getting him to shut up. That's the trick. <laughs> good stuff. Good stuff. Um, yeah, look who won't shut up. That's mine. All right. Um, <laughs> cool. So that is more or less all I had to talk about and look who's talking. Um I've been sitting on that egg for two weeks, and I'm glad yeah, well, it's been received so well. Because you were like, oh, don't don't look up anything. And I was like, oh, all right. There's like a true crime story or something yeah, happening. Yeah, like, oh, some fucking dumb AJ shit. No, or, it's because there'll like, be a real well-written joke that AJ wants to go on about. No, th- th- what it was is I didn't want you to find out that Baby Talk existed because I knew at the very least you'd be like, oh, you should watch it as a joke. Yeah. And I was like, I don't even want you to suggest that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know. Like, worst case scenario, you would have also bought it from TrueTV.net. <laughs> um, um, but I didn't think that was as likely as just you being aware of it would have ruined the joke somewhat. Yeah. Um, um, and, like, do you know what? I did, like, I have Googled Look Who's Talking because I, like, just wanted to know who played what, and I never came across the fact that it existed. Oh, and yeah, even just yeah. as we were talking, I tried to look up the TV show, and it, like, was hard to find. Yeah, it's really hard to find. Um, all right, so now to, to round out the episode, Richard and I are going to play a little game of franchise roulette where we choose the next franchise for us to cover. And I think we're having a guest on the next one. Still got to confirm that. Um, so I've got the guest franchise list in front of me now. Oh, yes, well. um, Richard, do you want to give us a random number? Yeah. The guest franchise list for um, complete transparency is... Contain, contains franchises that are no more than five films, so we don't yeah. inundate um, someone. No, we should. We should because we're not. We're not always great at this. Let's just double check that we've deleted all the franchises that we've done. I mean, it's still random. You know what I mean? Yeah, but we I'll don't want to look. His look. His talking's there. Yeah, so I'll delete that. Like, but it's still like it's not like because we don't delete one. Yeah, you know, but like it, it's, it's, completely, still, it's still a randomly chosen franchise. It, yeah, it completely changes what it is, what what the number would be, though. Yeah. All right. Uh, let me just check how many are on this list. Oh my gosh! It's so two seventy. 
161. I don't believe it, Richard. <laughs> oh my god, this is like... This has happened again. <coughs> you know how when we got Lucky's Talking, I was like, oh, I was talking about Lucky's Talking with a friend the other day. We were talking about this series together, like, when we were hanging out. <laughs> yeah, like, literally two days ago. I don't think what you're writing there and there now is correct. Well, should we double check? Because All right, so... Next week, possibly joined by a guest. Next franchise we're doing uh, is the two, possibly three film franchise, Cats and Dogs. Our fifth dog-themed franchise. <laughs> I cannot believe that. Um, Cats and Dogs. So that's. Cons- I'm pretty sure. Like we found a Christmas edition in the in the mall the other day is what we were talking about. But I don't. I think that was just the normal movie, like as a Christmas special. Um, but, but I know it's Cats and Dogs and Cats and Dogs 2 Revenge of Kitty Galore or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Okay. It yeah. does appear. I wh- Wait. Can you go back to the mall and find that one and see <laughs> and see what it was? I think it was just a Christmas edition of the first film. I don't know. I, I would like to double check. Well, anyway, <laughs> please. Oh, my gosh. I'm looking at all the ones around it. Nah, I feel like it's the, the ones around it are, are of exactly the same caliber as cats and dogs. What do you mean? Oh, the ones of, on the franchise the, list, like a hundred from one hundred and fifty-eight to um, one hundred and sixty-two. It's all like Daddy Daycare slash Day Camp, Big Mama's House, Johnny English, Cats and Dogs, and I guess I wrote Porky's. I guess is a different thing. Porky's is completely different. But then Mr. Bean's that further down, and then the Pee Wee Herman movies. Anyway, all right. Um, yeah, so, okay, I'll, I'll message our potential guest and see if they're keen to do Cats and Dogs 1 and 2. Mm. And we'll see you next week. And um, because we share a Instagram account, I will also see the messages, and I'll get to see AJ flirting. I'm not flirting. She's probably going to listen to this. Don't say <laughs> that. Why are you even reading our messages anyway? You asked me to. <laughs> I didn't ask you to. <laughs> if you enjoyed this, please follow us on SoundCloud, subscribe to us on YouTube, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and email us at media at gmail.com. <laughs> it's good content. It's not good content. <laughs> All right. Good night, everybody. Thank you for listening.